complicated. The previous episode, Venus, thou art no distant planet, ended with the Martians crash landing on Earth, which they called Gru, atop an asteroid and demolishing all the dinosaurs who had gathered there for a mass mating and eating ritual. That is the real reason for their extinction, kept top secret and brought exclusively to the listeners of the show. The Venetians had landed soon after in... Well, you can find out about that in the earlier episode. Today, I bring you Venus, Thou Art No Distant Planet, Part 2. Everlasting Words We are conditioned to start boxing everyone we come across. Neat little rectangular boxes made of scented pine wood of all shapes and sizes and depth and width. Because of our boxed-in minds, we may rush to slot the Venetians in the box named Frivolous. But don't be fooled by their lightness of being and laughter and cloud of perfume. This is not an act or a lack of intelligence. In fact, being highly evolved, they had transcended intelligence itself and achieved the most rarefied slice of dynamic wisdom. A complete sense of pure play. Pure play. All their actions were now motivated by that. Their wanting to come to Gru was also because they thought it would be fun to have a new playground to play with. As soon as they set foot on Gru, they became aware of the huge asteroid from beneath which struck out a massive mangled mass of flailing and flailed limbs, heads, tails, scales, claws. A pair of silver shoes? A pair of silver shoes? As sights go, the sight of dino paws stuffed in silver shoes must be in the top 10 ever in terms of arousing a thick mix of revolting fascination. As fetishes, absolutely on the top. Even the highly evolved Venetians were momentarily taken aback. Then they widened their lens to take in the wider scene. It looked like a giant egg was sitting on a nest made of dino limbs. There were other strange things like, but more of that in my episode on dinosaurs. Just then, there was a movement on the surface of the asteroid as another of the Martians peeled off like a layer of flaky paint. Two-dimensional, fuzzy and misshapen. And fell. Oh, look what they've ended up ruining now, said one of the Venetians in the ring. The ring was a formation the Venetians moved in whenever in a group, as because of their rarefied intelligence, they had transcended playing leadership games too. Each one was connected to and led by the highest cosmotic intelligence, so none was superior and there was no ringleader. As if their own planet wasn't enough for them to go bumping and banging in, said another. Uh, should we? said a third pointing a well-manicured fingers, that's what their fingers were called, at the still-twitching dino limbs, or what remained of them. The gleaming metallic purple paint on the finger snail shimmered as the golden flecks in it caught a beam of sunlight. Nah, 
when dinos start indulging in silver shoes fetishes, it's time they become extinct. We don't want this planet to be overrun by bits and pieces of silvery tinsel. Having said that, the Venetians became quiet, having an intense mental multilogue with each other. The outcome was an imperceptible nod from one of them who then spoke. All right, that's decided then. We help the Martians recover and help us start colonizing this planet. Yes, colonialism is as old as the dinos. Or rather, it started off from where the dinos left off. But before that, let's chalk out the details and the division of roles, said another Venetian. When the point about revising their names in the multiversal nomenclature came up, one of the Venetians gleefully interjected, To distinguish ourselves from those we have left behind on our parent planet, I have some suggestions for names. It would be pertinent to state here that that was the first creative presentation made on this planet. The strategy was pretty much the same. Suggest multiple choices and introduce the one you think best at a strategic point on the list. So after Gruian, Grushian, Matadorian, Vanakavian, Asteroidian, Superoidian were rejected, he said, how about Man and Viman, keeping the first part of our original planetary names? This was met with a hearty applause and the fate of Man and Viman, which later came to be spelt with a W instead of a V, was sealed. Later, Mand was changed to the crisper-sounding man and Weeman to woman by the angst-ridden Martian, I mean man. Carried away by the renaming play, the Venetians also decided to rename Gru. For the next couple of minutes, as the Martians kept peeling off the asteroid, the Venetians playfully tossed about names like omelettes in a frying pan, finally settling on two they liked the most, birth and mirth, to symbolize the birth of a new era and their current mood. It was difficult to choose between the two, so they finally settled on earth, which was a part of both words. Phew. We narrowly escaped being called Berthians and Merthians. Now can you appreciate being called Earthians? The Venetians knew that to be able to make the most of this planet and grow on it, they had to create Earthians who would have the best of the Martian and Venetian traits. They knew that Martians had a solid ability to arrange and build things. Whether it was setting up the restaurant at the end of the universe or building the numerous intergalactic teams for various sports or arranging and playing leadership games. All this could be put to good use. They lacked more rarefied traits like listening and empathy, but that was all right as the Venetians were more than capable of handling these amongst themselves. The Venetians' uncanny ability to play extended to time as well. Time for them was like a toy, which they could pick up and play with and then put it away, much like one plays with a Rubik's Cube. 
this, coupled with their sense of pure play, enable them to be free from the ravages of and emotions associated with time, like the sadness of aging, helplessness of sickness, and fear of death, to name just a few. Having decided on the basic set of rules, they sent their spacecraft back to Venus, then moved ahead in Earth time 5 million years ago and gave up all their super abilities to start the new game on this planet from scratch, level zero. And so it was, when the Martians came to, they found themselves on Earth instead of Gru and wondered how they could have miscalculated and landed here and how the Venetians were present here too. They are still in that confused mental state of feeling like they are on the wrong planet with puzzling co-inhabitants, cohabitation with whom hasn't made the mystery any less um, mysterious. Time passed on Earth in the way it was supposed to with Martians and Venetians, or man and woman as they now were, producing the human race as we know it. Martians and Venetian traits became intermingled as succeeding generations came to be. But still, some of those fundamental traits are too deeply ingrained to shake off and show up even when the wide gulf between them has narrowed tremendously. Now, with the secret knowledge that has been revealed to you, you will be able to better understand some of the puzzling mysteries of life. So man is not wrong in having a sneaky feeling that women try to control him. That's how it actually is. Women know at a deeper level that men need help with certain things. Because left to themselves they would still be peeling off the asteroid. In a convoluted version of a Freudian slip, the descendants of the Martians who arrived on the planet atop an asteroid inadvertently ended up paying homage to the asteroid by naming life-saving drugs steroids. And because of the exasperation about the miscalculation by the MIT and back on Mars, Men have been trying to create MITs, IITs, AFG and HITs all over the planet. An important lingering Venetian trait is the women's ability to compress multiple layers of meaning in one word. Like fine or good or nothing. Whereas the Martians, uh, I mean men, mean just what the word spells. N-O-No. G-O-O-D. Good. N-O-T-H. You get it. The Martians were actually aware of this and would keep asking the Venetians to explain what the words they had just spoken meant. They would then go and exchange notes with fellow Martians to better understand the layers of hidden meaning in the Venetians' words and tell each other, I met her for this, met her for that, met her for this. That's how metaphors came to be. When the Venetians got exasperated with the Martians' questions, they would just roll their eyes and say, 
go figure. And that is how the Martians came to call it figure her speech, which later developed into multiple different strands and came to be known as figures of speech. After a huge chunk of time and many metaphors and figure her speeches later, some clever Martians were so moved and awed by the Venetians' amazing ability to layer single words with multiple meanings that they came up with these words. Talk in everlasting words and dedicate them all to me. After this, they couldn't come up with any more words and so fell back on primal sounds. And then somebody with a little more Venetian in them came back with are all I have.